Truth Espresso, episode 123. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Well, this is Daniel Minnick and another day driving into work in the morning and another day for another episode of Truth Espresso Express. So, what shall we talk about this morning? Well, I was looking at a few articles and as I'm pulling out of my lot here, getting ready to head on the main drag, I'll just say that I was looking at some articles last night um, that kind of fall under this whole banner of you know, medical stuff, you know, the, the, that virus that seems to have captured the minds and souls of the media for a while, and I was looking at some articles related to the fact that the media, as orange man bad, you know, has said during his um, tenure in the White House, you know, you are fake news. Oopsies, my phone slipped there. Because um, I record into my phone using a headset, um, a headset, a monaural headset, you know, so that I make sure that I can still hear what's going on even as I'm listening to what I'm saying and recording. And my phone just slipped off um, next to me, but I got that back up if you heard a little sound there. So, as I was saying, as uh, Orange Man said, said, Orange Man Bad said during his tenure in the White House, you are fake news. And even as Orange Man Bad is not in the White House, um, there is still instances of fake news related to the dreaded virus, and that's what I want to talk about here. So the first item, the first headline up for grabs um, that I'm going to discuss came from, I believe it was the Kansas City Star, and it talked about a certain um, Children's Mercy hospital in Kansas City, they said that it hit capacity as COVID cases were spiking. So apparently um, the news outlet there looking at the spike in COVID cases back in, um, I believe it was July, if I remember correctly, cases were spiking up. So they wanted to make sure that there was some correlation between that, you know, correlation does not prove causation, and the headline, you know, doesn't really say that, but it wants you to conclude that there's a causation. So it said that Children's Mercy um, in, you know, in Kansas City, or at least the Kansas City Star was reporting it, that a Children's Mercy hospital hit capacity as COVID cases spike. 
So in other words, as COVID cases going up, they wanted to make sure that unlike the previous year, we realized that COVID was hitting children especially hard at this time as the cases we're going up. Now, of course, we know that cases just mean people test positive for COVID, not necessarily that they are, you know, ill or even severely ill. Now, I know that there have been a lot of more severely ill people as a result of kind of COVID along with other things. And I think that lockdowns and other measures that have kind of weakened people's immune systems until this year uh, is causing people to uh, get more ill and of course since covid even the this delta virant is especially transmissible especially contagious that that now means that covid is going to come in the back door of other even serious illnesses and of course you know what's going to be reported about is that it's covid and not you know necessarily the pneumonia that sent someone to the hospital but oh no it's covid you know i'm I'm not trying to put down the severity of covid but i want us to understand you know possibly some of the the problems that top-down government tyrannical measures have brought on and have, I think, caused this pandemic to go on longer than originally expected. Because I believe that any kind of top-down measure that doesn't take into account other, uh, you know, other possibilities, like it just says, there's only one possibility. You do this, or bad things happen, and there's no scientific method to that when you don't allow other considerations and a more decentralized way of managing things. But I digress. The Kansas City Star reported that Children's Mercy Hospital was hit capacity. So what grounds did they have for that? Well, apparently that was fake news because a a Children's Mercy Hospital um, decided to report to in response to the media saying that no in fact they had plenty of capacity now they acknowledged that there was a rise in COVID cases and they said I I believe they said they have out of the 300 some beds they had they only had 19 kids with COVID in the hospital at the time and of course you know that the kids could be there for pneumonia or RSV especially as we'll see but you know if you test positive for COVID you're considered a COVID patient so 19 kids with COVID in the hospital many likely suffering from something other than COVID because you know Children's Mercy uh, reporting and I'll I'll provide links to um, all these articles that I looked at in the show notes but children's mercy said if you're seeing a spike in uh you know if you're seeing that there are more kids in the hospital right now it's because of rsv and not covid (laughs) and they actually the hospital actually explained uh why that was they actually did say that because of the lockdown measures last year um kind of pushing back 
um, the spread of RSV that this year now we're making up you know as it were lost time for that that now we're getting all these RSV patients these all all these RSV cases at once and so you know what they were dealing with mostly with RSV they said something to the effect that you know what you're seeing is RSV not COVID <laughs> and you know so to the mainstream media everything's COVID because COVID is the political virus RSV is not even though RSV is substantially more detrimental to kids uh, you know young kids than COVID ever was and I you know I don't see any strain of COVID right now that imposes a serious threat to kids unless it's coupled with some other problem but RSV, you know, as we all know, RSV is always a scary thing every single year. And some kids get deathly ill and some even die from it. I mean, I, I, I want to mention in passing that my wife has worked as a nurse um, in our early years of uh, marriage. And she did, you know, had to tell me one evening as she came back from the hospital that you know, she tried to revive a a very young child, a baby, um, with RSV. They did everything they could, and that baby passed away with RSV. And that was very incredibly heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. And that's how serious RSV is. But, you know, who cares about RSV when you're the mainstream media? Everything's COVID. But in this case they had the gall to say that Children's Mercy Hospital hit capacity. So what does that imply to anyone reading that article who might have a sick kid? Um, you know, if the hospital is hitting capacity and if possibly other hospitals are hitting capacity because COVID is just, um, you know, thrashing society, then you know, maybe it's not worth it for me to bring my kid into the hospital, even though my kid desperately needs it, for something, you know, COVID or maybe even not COVID, like, say, RSV. Um, and so you have propaganda like that from a fake news article that could potentially discourage people, discourage parents, scare parents into not bringing their ill child to the hospital to get much needed care. Why? Because my narrative, because, you know, we've got to make sure that the rise in COVID cases equals a rise in kids in the hospital from COVID struggling to survive. And that was not the case, and Mercy Hospital, Children's Mercy, did not in any way come close to hitting capacity. And so, yes, the hospital understood what the media article would potentially cause. They would potentially cause parents not to bring their children to the hospital, and the hospital wanted to set the record straight. They were not hitting capacity there was plenty of room so they said if your child is ill bring your child here there is plenty of room we will not be turning away kids there are plenty of beds and so what I want to say to the media is how dare you 
um, you you could be responsible for kids, you know, having a serious condition or even dying because of your scaremongering because you want to promote a narrative. And why? Politics. You know, I, I've told my wife uh, many times, and, you know, I'd like to say to our listeners here on Truth Spresso, Truth Spresso, politics, you know, maybe we should get rid of politics from healthcare, and while we're at it, get rid of politics from everything else. Politics should have nothing to do with anything at all. Let's just get rid of politics altogether, okay? You know, politics have nothing to do with me going to work, earning money for my family, giving to charity, going to church, whatever function that I normally do, um, you know, on my own, voluntarily. But all politics does is to seek control of people's lives and try to um, misinform people, try to pit people against people when they otherwise wouldn't be pitted against them. They would otherwise, potentially, if they met them, got to know them, be friends. And, you know, politics is a tool of those in power to maintain their power and um, create narratives because they want to get people on their side to keep them in office, riding the gravy train of making money off of propaganda and not having to put in a hard day's work of doing something that's productive to society. That's what politics is all about. You know, okay, so let me, uh, you know... Let me get off that rabbit trail and say, yeah, so because of politics, because of my narrative, uh, Kansas City Star um, reported fake news and a hospital had to respond and they responded with a major truth bomb that, excuse me, if anything, we're getting RSV patients. We're not at capacity, mind you, but, you know, we have a spike in RSV patients this year because we're getting them all together at once because we didn't see them last year because of lockdown measures, which is politics. And so, Kansas City Star, I really hope, but of course I haven't seen any evidence of it, but eat your words. And now, there's another fake news article that I'd like to get to um, that (laughs) um, was more recent. It was, um, uh, it had to do with uh, ivermectin, uh, you know, because people were saying that they're taking ivermectin, um, which is a drug that's been around for 50 years for treating um, things like malaria or parasites, especially, and of course there are versions of uh, and doses of ivermectin that are used to treat animals, and so you know perhaps there have been some people who have took the uh, a horse dose and overdosed on it. Um, so a lot of people now are calling ivermectin horse dewormer, but that's not what ivermectin is. Um, you know, in its totality. Yeah, sure, uh, ivermectin can be given to horses to try to deal with a parasite problem, but ivermectin is also used for human beings, for um, things like parasites and for things like coronaviruses. And 
you know, I, I'm no medical expert. I am not a virologist, an epidemiologist. I'm just a lay person running a podcast. But that doesn't mean that I can't have the authority to point out, along with other news articles, that there was a news article that said something to the effect that patients were overdosing on ivermectin and they, uh, they were causing, uh, they were o- overloading a hospital and um, so the hospital was having to turn away um, patients with serious conditions including uh, gunshot wounds. So someone was shot by a gun and, they, and the ambulance was trying to take them to the hospital but they basically had to park outside the hospital, try to call in and they had to sit there because there was no bed ready to take care of a gunshot wound because the hospital was getting overloaded with people desperately, uh, you know, foolishly overdosing on ivermectin um, you know because they didn't want to take the va- the vaccines and you know they they were foolish non-medical experts taking horse dewormer in a last ditch effort to uh, help themselves to medical quackery rather than um, take the vaccines because they're conspiracy theorists and somehow there were enough of them to overload a hospital and deny care to to people with actual serious conditions that weren't self-imposed like a gunshot wound. Um, Yeah, so that was completely fake news and the doctor um, the quote that they had from the doctor there um, as speaking uh, from the hospital there about the condition, the problem there that doctor had not been on staff at the hospital for several years and he did not say those things and so the doctor um, you know, had to basically say, I never said that. This, you know, this is fake news. And so now there, you know, a lot of articles, a lot of uh, media outlets are letting us know that that was fake news. Well, why would that be fake news? Do you really honestly think that um, this was honest journalism, um, you know, completely? Um, completely, you know, uh, objective, you know, someone who doesn't want to believe some kind of severe COVID narrative and doesn't want to make sure to scare people away from the idea that ivermectin could actually help some COVID patients, you know, because there was a, um, I think it was last year sometime, there was a, someone who was uh, struggling for life and um, in the hospital with COVID and um, basically a judge ordered that the person be allowed to have co- have uh, ivermectin administered to them but then the hospital was having a hard time getting a doctor or any kind of medical professional willing to administer iver- ivermectin because, you know, there's so much political stigma now about it, you know, there's so much political stigma to 
administer something that is not the politically sanctioned high priest medical uh, profession uh, bureaucracy approved methods that are patented and you know stand to make a lot of money from a select few uh, you know drug companies the big pharma there and you know so we can't have it we just can't administer something that might actually work because heaven forbid yes I understand that a lot of them probably you know because if they believed um, the narrative or they were afraid of the the political backlash if this person this patient in you know basically on death's door were administered ivermectin and you know somehow regardless whether ivermectin helped or not um, you know, if the patient didn't get better, you know, they they probably could have all that backlash and end up being fired or have their medical license suspended because they gave someone a drug that didn't help them. They were following quackery and so on. So, yes, I understand the fear there, but that's what politics causes. But... Um, the, someone did provide ivermectin to that patient, and there were signs that that patient was going to get better, that the ivermectin was helping. So that's ivermectin there, and the politics surrounded it, and that's why there's a scare. So back to our original article, the fake news article that, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, the hospital in Oklahoma uh, was getting overloaded because of you know, having to care for patients that were overdosing because of ivermectin, or rather horse dewormer. Um, that didn't happen at all. The doctor that they quoted uh, wasn't uh, there and didn't say that, and the hospital was not overloaded by um, you know people overdosing on ivermectin, and the hospital was. Um, not having to turn away people with serious conditions, including someone with gunshot wounds. So, yes, the question again, is this honest journalism that made a mistake, or is it because we want to promote a narrative? Yeah, um, in both of these cases, it seems obvious that it's not... Uh, honest journalism making a mistake, but obviously a narrative wanting to be promoted for political reasons. And politics thrive on crises. And so, if there isn't enough bad news about what you want there to be bad news about, of so that you get the results that you want that have to do with more political power concentrated on yourself or your allies or your ideology, then you're going to make up some fake news. So, I'm getting close to work. And I'm about to pull into the parking lot at work, so this is going to bring to conclusion this episode of Truth Espresso Express. And I have to say, I'll just quote a verse, I don't remember the reference, but I believe it was from Hosea, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And yeah, uh, it seems that just like... In Israel, where the priestly class there were not speaking knowledge, as Malachi said, 
and it seems that way in the United States. The high priest political class is not speaking truth. They want to bamboozle people. They want to not speak God's truth and God's liberty, but put people in bondage to fear so that they give up their liberties, so that they give up their Christian freedom for the sake of um, government control, fear-mongering, um, getting people to take whatever two, three, four, five, ten shots that will ultimately be necessary and keep a, you know, keep a, a pandemic going, even if it's mostly in the minds of people. I'm not discounting the fact that there are a lot of people ill because I think the government didn't handle the pandemic properly. But, you know, if there's not enough bad news, then create some. Thank you for waking up with Truth Spresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 